what it is, ho. It's another episode of As It Is. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm here again with Dom. I got a couple of other people in the episode today. I wanted to do something special for the inauguration of the new Call of Duty coming out. This is going to be a big one, ladies and gentlemen. We've got professional gamer Brady Robinson in the building, Blazin, a.k.a. We've got yeah. General Love or Love Neat, who yo, is... Yo, uh, yo, yo a Howard County native as well. We got Howard County representing right now. Yes, Maryland is good. But uh, also, of course, like I said, we got Dom. So, Dom, if you want to yes, just... Sir. All right. All right, guys. So, here it is. We're a week out. We're a week out from what could possibly be the single most damaging thing to all of our lives. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the reboot is coming out and last episode dom we were talking about it just as a little teaser you know some of the things that kind of come with call of duty incidentally like you have the actual game and you have the gameplay and all that fun stuff then you also have this culture that you have to immerse yourself in when you get into call of duty and when you start playing it and i'm an outsider i love battlefield battlefield's my game I play Call of Duty because the newer ones have been really good, specifically Modern Warfare 2019, and that's it. That's the only good one that's come out. But Modern Warfare 2019 has been good, so I've been playing that. But um, Dom, you, you, Dom and Brady, and I, I don't know, Lovely, do you play Call of Duty? I used to play Call of Duty. I'm not a Call of Duty gamer anymore. All right, so if you guys just want to talk about just how the culture of Call of Duty has evolved over time, and what it's turned into and the sort of chemical sludge that it represents. Um, uh, anybody can take the floor. Um, don't matter to me if you guys want to yeah. go. If not, I'll start it. I'll don't just matter. talk about how nowadays, nowadays, they just called you what it's turned into is this, like corporate. Like it started off as like a game, I feel like with smaller devs that like wanted to make a good game. And now it's turned into this like just how can we sell more skins? That's all they. That's all they care about. All they care about is how, like, how can we manipulate this guy into needing to buy this pack in the store? Like, that's they don't care about anything else. But you know, as we always say, hopefully this is the year and whatever. Do they you think good. they're targeting more little kids now to buy all these? You know, like I don't know about little kids, but just the whole population in general. I don't know if, how the little kid market is. I feel like they still do a good job. Definitely not as good as like Fortnite. It's definitely getting older. Call of Duty in general, like the whole base, uh, as everybody grows up with it. And this you is might all be right. from a Call of Duty addict. Like, I played Call of Duty from my whole life competitively. Like, it took over my life when I played it competitively. Sacrificed so much time for that game for no, like, looking back. And I'm, I'm, I'm older now. It's, I don't, like, care like I used to, but I'm still really good because of how much time I put in when I was younger. What age, age. Wait, did you say that this, that this uh, obsession began? Uh, when I was 13, I got caught cheating on a test and my parents like had enough of it cause they were already fighting with me every day about how much I was playing the video game. And I had to go to some therapist for like video game addiction. And for like two, I went two times and I was like so resistant to it. It was just not worth it. So my parents didn't do it, but like that was back in eighth grade world of, in Cold Duty World at War. I was playing game battles so much. I remember those days. Explain yeah. what game battles is, Brady, because game battles is the OG. What Call of Duty came? I know the competitive side of Call of Duty really well. Just I started from the beginning when it was in game battles, which is just regular people competing on a ladder for like just bragging rights. Basically, it started off, and then things started branching off like tournaments and 
and uh and competitive like the competitive scene coming up and it got bigger and bigger which is now like a whole like franchise league that they are doing an all right job at but uh yeah it started off on game battles where i would just grind with other people and just play search and destroy all day and i was obsessed i was really really good back then they need to give the more props to the fucking community too because you really think about it, it they didn't they had nothing they had no input on game battles bro it was literally us it was the people playing the game literally yeah but the problem is now is again with the whole corporate thing now that it's franchise franchise the biggest problem is the amateur scene they're basically killing it off because it's just like the way it is to get pro and the the amount of money that's involved and the opportunities you have in amateur scene is just way worse. It's all corporatized and they appear to be like official and stuff, but it's so bad and it's killing the scene. So I wonder if competitive Call of Duty like in five to ten years is way worse when all the OGs retire and the am scene is just like nobody has any passion anymore because there's no real way like route to like making it anymore. You have to like it's a friendship club. Like you got to know people in there to get in yep. there. Is flooded yeah. with that. Yeah. Literally all of that. Yeah, yeah, like especially in the pros. So basically a lot of amateurs quit. It's not like the scene it used to be. It used to have part of Call of Duty was the LAN events. How many people would show up to those events and there'd be two hundred plus teams. LAN is. Explain LAN what is LAN. local area network or just basically the the close you're <laughs> just playing next to each other like oh without any internet connection. Like everybody goes to an event, like two hundred teams go to an event. And they have all the stations lined up with all the Xboxes, and everybody just competes each other in a big tournament. And back then, you can make it from the open bracket all the way into the pro like spot, like into the championship bracket with the pros. And it was like really fun because you didn't know who was gonna make it out, and like that's how you made a name for yourself. And that was why the amateur scene was so great because like anybody could make it through the bracket and and uh, make a name for themselves. So. Nowadays it's not like that, and they don't. The they have these LAN events for just amateurs. They can't make it to the pros, but um, it's just way less people than it ever was. Like ha- like probably like fifty to hundred teams. It used to be like two hundred plus teams like all the time. Well, don't and, you think that a lot of pro clans they are more influenced by social media? So whoever gets a lot of viewers, they'll probably yes. let them join into their clans well, as the phase clan. To an extent, like maybe not for the pro pro the pro pro Call of Duty, if you're skilled enough, like they won't care. But yeah, definitely just to get into any organization other than like being like there's a lot of like no name guys that like end up getting a a a platform because they just get picked up like the because they're so good. But like they definitely like those guys, like the guys that already have a following and stuff. But nah, there's people like censor if anybody Watch school yeah. to the sensor. He's got a big platform, but they don't pick him up just because of that. Because he is just under is like good enough, not good enough. No, you're right. And if you're if you're like a like a rookie, if you're like a beginner, not in necessarily the game, but to streaming and being one of those kind of guys, those two things definitely come hand in hand. Like you you could I've seen plenty of like take like Tim the Tatman or like Dr. Disrespect, not saying these guys aren't good Call of Duty players, but if you see these guys aren't with organizations like your other people would be, but they bring in, they bring in such a large mass of a following that these guys don't need that at that point. Whereas a lot of these companies probably want to pick these guys up just off their entertainment alone, because I, I put them in a box of streamers who they're better than a majority of people. I'll say they're a little above average, but they're not that 
knock out that top tier like oh my god this kid's completely cracked out nobody's fucking with him so i feel like that with what you guys are saying it does add a little bit to it when you're fresh on the scene if you already have that following now i come across guys all the time these streamers i see random videos random clips and because i don't know if their algorithm is set up a certain way or whatnot but they get barely any views and i see these guys going crazier than a lot of these top top streamers that i see at least from what i what i come across myself uh they this the small guys definitely you have to get a following i'd say to start just to get known and up in the scene so that's the thing it's definitely like an actual community where everybody knows each other like at least yeah. competitive wise and well, even streaming wise i mean I, oh continue sorry my bad i was about to say i mean i think that's like the the biggest difference between the past and now with call of duty is that you kind of have to fit into the algorithms to get views, at least if you're coming up. Back in the day, right, everybody could just upload anything to YouTube, and you can make a montage, and then you can show people, whoever is interested would pretty much search up, like, what's the best kind of, like, Call of Duty montage streaks, like, what I, I made a, I made a commentary I never uploaded to the internet, me and Awesome Marsh and Black Ops 1, we were, like... Like it was like a brand new thing and people weren't even doing it yet. I was like, it was literally so new and uh, I almost wanted to do that, but I didn't. It ended up becoming like a huge thing. I remember the call. Well, that's the crazy YouTube days. you say that. Cause I, I, me and my brothers, that's, that's when I was super heavy into Call of Duty, obviously outside of Modern Warfare 2. Black Ops 1 was the game for me. That's my all time favorite. I put no other Call of Duty above it. Me and my brother would play this shit like so, so often. He would play a little more than me. I wasn't as invested, but I was, like I said, that was my one. He actually ended up getting into a clan. I don't ever remember them being a big clan, like even still to this day. I, I don't ever remember hearing much about them outside of my brother being in it, but they were called Deer. And at that time, we I've had this conversation with them multiple times, especially as of late. Like, it it's crazy to me how much different the Call of Duty community was even at that time in terms of play style and... and Certain things that I felt like literally, then that's that's it. Everybody, everybody is good now. It it was not like that at that time. Like honestly, I could get in a game playing against a whole clan. I could shit on the clan myself. I'm not. Don't let me sound like I'm propping myself up or saying like I'm I'm so good, extra good. But there was a way smaller majority of people who were actually good in the game as opposed to now. It's like your average game. You're, yep. you're, it's, I, me and Adam are saying this, bro. There, it's one of two things, bro. You're either getting in, you're doing decent, or you're just getting absolutely shit on. They used and it's to like there's almost no fine to, point. They used to not even know how to like aim in or do anything. Like, Literally. Idiots not even know how to look straight. Now they know how to like look straight and aim in, and that's enough where like in Call of Duty, like aim assist and stuff can like anybody can kind of do do decent, I feel like. And uh, and now, now I has so much experience, but especially when I was really, really good, like there was, I'd say like I, because I played literally all over the years, definitely a way more amount of good people that like I play against, even just in pubs and stuff, even not even mentioning competitive. Competitive, there's tons of people that were like new and then had their chance and, and didn't even play that long. It just came up really fast. So Brady, let's this is actually a great segue into what I was gonna talk about earlier. Let's let's talk about the dark side of Call of Duty. Let's talk about the hackers, the scammers. Let's talk about huh. the underbelly of Call of Duty. Yeah, I want, I'm gonna bring it back to this this random story. I remember back in Black Ops Three, there was an epidemic in the 
whole Call of Duty community of just these guys that would buy you pizza. They were pizza plugs. And you'd pay them like five or ten bucks, and they'd order you like fifty or sixty dollars worth of pizza. And like everybody was doing that for like six months, just getting free pizzas or like cheap pizzas. And then like eventually, like people were getting caught and stuff for like obviously the guys using a fake card. <laughs> Damn, and, I haven't heard of this. This is crazy. Yeah. And there was like there was a million accounts, like a million. And you'd know your local Call of Duty guy that just knew how to do this, and just like it was like a epidemic. And they they eventually branched out to things like Amazon packages and like random websites until like it all went it just all just disappeared. But I think what we saw in like uh, let's say that was what like maybe 2017 was that was going on. No, Black Ops Three was 2016, I think. So 2016. 2016 right into 17, yeah, 2016. Into 17. So right around the end of the Obama years, we started to see this marriage between. The sort of hack. Actually, it was 15 to 16. I'm sorry. I'd interject. 15 to 16. Okay. So we started to see this marriage between the sort of hacking, scam, fake credit cards, Bitcoin, crypto community, and Call of Duty. Like that seemed to be the hangout. Like if, if, if gaming was a city, the seedy downtown area where there's a bunch of grifters and three card Monty guys it would be call of duty like that would be the name of the area definitely not like the like the rich class game for sure like i would think of like other games like there wasn't like the high class game definitely like the the how back alleyway like gamers mm -hmm. come to call of duty yeah it's sort of this cesspool of all of the people on the like i think it may have something to do with aim assist with how good you can get at call of duty just by grinding. controllers con i mean uh controllers are ingrained in americans and yeah. like and call of duty is just like a now a pastime for like american gaming yeah well, it's also not as good as it used to be because every time we will play call of duty since like world of war modern warfare 2 we would all get together right and run lobbies we'd have so many people that some people had to get yeah. kicked out because we can't run with them yeah that's and then sure. like we would go into games and just talk mad shit just people don't even play nonsense. pubs anymore people, people play warzone you're like pretty much like yeah and then warzone came out because fortnite came out with their um little island thing where everybody kills each other right and whoever is left wins so then other games had to start kind of copying off that same idea and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if anybody else got it before Fortnite. But no, that's pretty much right. where everything no, got. No, right. I mean, there was... Well, there was uh, like well, H1Z1, I think. I was about to say H1Z1 and PUBG were, like... I, to me, they were kind of under the radar because I feel like at the time... Well, when Fortnite was the first one to just out, nail it. Yeah, they, they were the one to get, like, everybody able to get in these games. Whereas, you know, H1Z1 and PUBG, if I'm not mistaken, were strictly PC for a long time until they finally brought them on console but i feel like i don't know a pc has always been around and it's always been talked about but i feel like outside of you know your graphics and optimization of things that really stand out with pc i feel like battle royales really at least in the media spotlight brought that out full force because i was only known to to be like attracted to so many kind of games on a pc at that time for me to want to go view as, as a viewer you know what i mean whereas yeah. Soon as Fortnite comes out, Warzone, you had all these other kind of games. Now, like he was just saying about with battle royales, 
now look at look at the numbers of views these these types of games are getting these videos it's it's, it's absolutely well, insane. It's a new generation of exactly. like, too, back yeah. in the day we did first person shooters like halo and call of duty and stuff now it's these battle royales kids are growing up on you're right i'm i'm a victim of it bro i, I won't even lie to you i was i was always a multiplayer i was a pubs guy like i would I was the kind of person, bro, after a certain amount of time, there was there used to always be this formula with Call of Duty that I would see, at least amongst my friends and the people I played. We'd get the game, midnight release, you know, beg your parents unless you have the next day of school off. We'd always do the same exact thing. Run through the campaign, beat the campaign, boom, straight to multiplayer. I got sick of that that little formula. Me personally, as soon as I got the game, I was going straight multiplayer. I, I was gonna say no wait. campaign. All no, no campaign. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what are you guys doing, bro? It's a waste of time. You do that bro. on your free time when everybody's on. Get on multiplayer. You know, it's, it was like kind of like that. But I don't know. It, it's it's changed so much, and to me, they're trying to make it. And I, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. I feel like they've been trying to just make it accessible to every single type of player that they know their community comes with that it kind of backfired on them because they have, they're trying to meet every single kind of person's needs. And that's where the imbalance well, is. Uh, they did, they, so you're kind of right. Cause they did drop off this past year. They lost 33% of their, their yeah, user base because of Warzone. I, I yeah, feel like, yeah. However, yeah, because of Warzone. but however, they did. I think Modern Warfare 2019 did regrow their base yep. before that. Yep. So yeah, That's they just have. Told. Yeah. I was telling everybody that I was like, this that was that was easily the Call of Duty that got me back into multiplayer because I it, it took me back to those days, my my high school days, bro. Literally, when that game came out, again, I had my expectations of the game. They were real low. I was like, man, Call of Duty hasn't really been hidden for me. What are they gonna do? That shit dropped played a little bit here and there i was liking it liking it more everything was feeling good and i swear bro it I, it it took its hold on me i was playing it all the fucking time non-stop multiplayer bro speaking of like those midnight releases when model warfare 2 or 3 they had a land set up at the gamestop in the mall like like eight eight stations and uh we played like this tournament i don't even know i think it's like a 1v1 tournament or something and I made it to the end, and I think I was like talking shit, or just had I had a huge ego. I just had a huge. Ego. <laughs> it does like, that, bro. The, Brings that I was like, you. I'm the, I'm the best. I was like telling everybody, like, I'm the best. Like, I play game battles. Like, I'm the best. <laughs> I'm and, the number one gamer in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, so I right played now. this dude in the finals, and it was tied with like six seconds left, and I just jumped out at him, just because I wasn't gonna just let a tie, and he killed me, and everybody cheered. <laughs> everybody was so happy I lost. <laughs> It was like for the game, like for free, or like and some like cutout. I remember. I lost. That's how it is, bro. They, you know, you, you become infamous. They want to see you lose. <laughs> now that was coming off. I, uh, this guy Matt called me at eleven thirty. Like, yo, I need to make the midnight release. It was like eleven p.m. He's like, I'll pay you twenty dollars to come pick me up. I drove all the way down to get him, and I was like sixteen. I was literally driving on the highway a hundred miles an hour on the way back. Oh, because there was nobody on the highway. <laughs> and oh, that's then, how important it was, bro. No, 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 no. And then out of nowhere, there was a deer in the middle of the highway. There's nobody else on the highway, just a deer in the middle. Of it. And I hit it going like 80 miles, like so fast, like 60 or 70. And I just kept going. Like, I was just, <laughs> I don't give, I don't give a shit. Deer guts all over the car. Yeah, literally. I didn't care. I have for Call of Duty here. Yeah, I didn't care. I destroyed that car. Like, that was the one bad crash I've been in in my life. It was I crushed that car, but it was. I mean, the car still worked. I hit him, and I was like, "Okay, well, we're still going." Oh my oh, god! Yeah. 
So I, I mean, CJ was in that car too. It was me, CJ, and Matt. Uh, oh, is he CJ? How did Jeff feel about that? What did you say, Lo? <laughs> How did Jeff feel about that? Uh, technically, it wasn't my fault, or like the insurance didn't count it as my fault because it was like deer. I got like deer insurance, so it like didn't even matter. That's lit. That's absolutely lit. So if you guys could, I know Dom said what his favorite Call of Duty was, Love Neat and Brady. Just give me your guys' favorite CODs and, and why. Well, I am very biased. Because... I already know, I know what you're going to pick, I feel like. Yeah, I would say, okay, so so two things. Number one, Modern Warfare 2 is fire because everybody else loved to play with me because I was the best. But <laughs> Call of Duty World at War was my personal favorite because I was seventh in the world on the leaderboards at Search and Destroy. You could you could have looked it up. Before. <laughs> this guy holds this to his name. Like you ever heard no, of Doctor Disrespect? Probably one I'm of my greatest accomplishments. Blockbuster, whatever. Like this is this is the same thing to love. This That's one awesome. of my greatest accomplishments. So I'll brag about I that. I feel you. Guy. No, that is big bragging rights, bro. Because that was also like for me that that's when I that was when hacking and modding like I seen a big wave of it was during the Modern Warfare two times because you know dudes were hacking the leaderboards all the time. You see motherfuckers on there with like six hundred thousand kills, like stupid amounts of XP, and I'm like, okay, this is obviously like one day played, two days played. Like, come on, bro. Like we we see through this shit. There in the modded kids lobbies that didn't even go to school. I remember I used to want to do get up on the score list. And there was just people I realized that would not go to school or not have a job, sit there all day and just mm -hmm. domination boost. They would have six on the other side of their friends and six of them, and they would go back and forth capturing the same flag to like maximize the most score. And yeah. they would, there was whole clans of this. Like it was a huge thing. They did the same exact thing with the riot shields and in search and destroy. You remember that? And what, in Modern Warfare 2? Yeah, Riot oh, Model for two is by January. They already hacked. They already hacked the leaderboard. So that this was that's crazy. when the score. That's when the score like thing like kind of went down. People used to actually like like score. Bro, there was so many things that you could do in the beginning of the game. When as soon as they came out, like there was that javelin glitch. So like if you were like walking around with the javelin, right? Obviously, like it's gonna be hard for you to get a kill. But if you died, that javelin dropped and blew up everybody around you. I do remember that. Hundred percent. Then you have to. Uh, was it like you had to like hold it or something like right as you were dying or something, or it would just do it automatically? I remember, I just remember people. Got I do remember that, bro. That shit used to piss me off. I'm like, okay, I'm I kill them and then I'm just dying. I don't hear the javelin go off. He doesn't have martyr dome for a grenade to come out and kill him. What the yo, fuck is yo. killing me? And then and then the other one was with the I think it's called the Rangers, right? Those two pistols that shot long range. Mm -hmm. You have to be like a higher level to get those. Wait, but no, you're talking about the are, the pistols or the, the dual you're not talking about the shotguns, the, are the, you? The, the, the model the, eighteen. The dual it was like shotguns. Yeah, the eighteen eighty seven models. Bro, you could literally I remember the map wasteland, big ass map. You could literally like not all the way across the map, but a yeah, good like, yeah, but, but, like still meters out of your distance. head, motherfuckers. Yeah. That was just unfair, bro. Like, I don't know how they let that go on forever. I used to spawn I, in Call of Duty 4, Hardcore Search, and destroy a chain fill and just shoot the ground with an RPG and kill everybody. <laughs> and everybody would get so mad. Oh, my God. The whole lobby. It, it See, that, that's what I'm saying. Like this it. is why the old Call of Duties were so fun, because we just straight up <laughs> fucked around. 
Oh, I hate to admit this, but I, my first nuke I ever got, my last kills to getting it was from the model 1887s. I, I remember, bro, I fucking, same map I was talking about, camped up in this building, two claymores at the doors, sniping, 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 getting my kill streaks. My kill streaks ran out. Oh, I think Dom may have gotten a phone call. You guys there? Yeah, yeah, we still here. Yeah, well, I like Yeah, I just got cut out, didn't I? Yeah, you got a phone call, didn't didn't you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I do I do want to run route things a little bit back onto um one particular topic. I did want to know for you guys, or mainly for Brady because we've we've joked around about this but like i want to know in detail like what has call of duty done to your life like what <laughs> what could you say has so, happened to you? i yeah. ruined if looking outside you could honestly say that i literally gave up all of my djing just because i got it like i play, started playing black ops 3 again and started getting addicted to call of duty i just gave up everything but i, I honestly was getting tired of my djing career at the time and it was it was the right time to quit so what 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 would you say is the addicting aspect of Call of Duty? Because I think we've danced around it, but we haven't really gotten to uh, video games in general. Like yeah, I totally agree with everybody else. They're like kind of a, a huge waste of time. But for me, to an extent, I also like I met so many people, and I, I've met so many people over the years from like like even in real life because I went to so many events and have so many connections with people all around the country and just people mm -hmm. I keep up with. And even like just my own minor fame, not have any fame, but like just it's within the Call of Duty community. Like I built up like people like knowing me and me knowing them. And it was like it was a good time. So I look back on, I loved going to events and and meeting all these different people. And and I learned so much from game, like from competitive gaming, like how to be like a teammate and deal with like humans mm -hmm. and like. <laughs> like and even like every single day like dealing with people and just there was so much to it so it's kind of a waste of time yeah video games i guess and i could see that and it was like objectively a huge waste of time but i enjoy i loved it and i like looking back on it and i don't even care like i fucking i'm so happy i experienced that so i don't care how much time i wasted so dom would, would you say you've wasted any time with call of duty Fuck yeah, bro. I mean, I, he 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 definitely put that the right way because you know at the time, at that time, you, you don't look at it as a waste of time because it's definitely your entertainment. But you go back and check like your log hours in the game and and those types <laughs> of things, bro. Just how stuff. you feel, bro. It's it's like when you when you literally sit down and think, damn, I have like twenty days logged on this, and you really think about that, you're like, you know, I, even out of my year, like, damn, that means literally. For 20 days straight, 24 hours a day. I That's was like not in the game, in too. Yeah, not even it just is, sitting, there, the sitting there in the main menu waiting for people and waiting That's for stuff. In -game. That's in-game hours. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know, man. It's, I, I, I personally can say at the time, and even still sometimes to these days when new games come out, not nowhere near to the level that I used to younger, as I, when I was younger. Mm. It's like you, you even feel like in your head, it's important for you to go play this. Like you have to go play this. Well, when it gives you, when you a sense wait. of responsibility. That's why people are critics of video games to say they're like detrimental to men because they give uh, you a sense of responsibility or like a feeling of like going for something or like, in, in, I don't know, like venture and like increasing stuff, but it's, it's like not real. 
Yeah, so grinding that, all that adds into grinding, it too. Yeah. Like you want to go grind the game. I want to go at the time. I don't. I could give a shit less now, but at the time, you know, we were focused on every little aspect. Like Modern Warfare Two days, you wanted to become tenth prestige just to show it. You wanted to get all your weapon camos just so much. Like it was, it was kind of for bragging rights at the time, depending on when you were doing it. Because let's say somebody kills you, picks up your weapon. The dudes, you know, on the other yeah, side of the mic, the dudes day. like, oh, he's got fall camo. Oh, he's got gold. It's like, oh my god, and it's, it's the same today. But I feel like, for me, from what I've found it's out, not as what big. I've witnessed, it's not as big. It's just no, like it's, it's not as big. I was thinking of the last camo. I always get it. But like the yeah, hardest one. Now it, it, it's way harder now too, though. They they definitely oh, change the requirements. I do it anyways, bro. I go through it. <laughs> now you gotta. What is it? I don't think it was the same way then. Now, now you, well, you, you get, get dark ether thing. or like diamond. You, you gotta you unlock gotta... every camo for every gun in every class. Like that's, that's... what it always was. Was it okay? I don't know why I thought it was different, but that's that's a grind, bro. And like how many guns they have out now, it's different. I don't know. I, yeah, I can't. I, I can't before, commit it gives me time. like a sense of responsibility. It makes me like feel like uh, you accomplished something. That I'm yeah, I'm doing. I'm gaining something. Like I'm fully aware to, though of like the detriments. I mean, I was, I could probably I definitely cut back gaming in my life, but. A lot of people like hate on video games like hardcore, and I just like I, re- I reflect on like the time that I. Well, some people think video games promote violence and bad not habits. That, not those guys as much as the people that maybe say that like they're like the, like for men, men in general that video games can be uh, waste a lot of time for them. Yeah, I always hated that incites violence uh, notion. They'd always try to like bring out on the news of why video games are bad because for me personally. When we were, me and my brothers were all young, you know, like any of any of us, I'm sure in here would have done. We were begging our moms for moms and dads for video game consoles, all these different kinds of video games that we were hearing about. Though the greatest example I can give is like GTA. We begged my mom to let us play that because we haven't played anything like that ever, no matter what other game we played. She finally allowed us to, and told us the rules. She straight up told us, you know, if I catch you guys imitating one thing from any of these video games, I'm gonna buy you guys. She's like. There's going to be dire consequences. Mm. That was enough for me and my brothers to know that just that one single line of word was enough for us to know better than to be stupid. So I can't, I know it may, I may have a sense of bias to this because I'm talking about myself, but I feel like at the times, if your parents teach you right and you have a general understanding of what's real and what's not, there's no way you're going to fall down that path. Of, oh, I'm going to go kill somebody today because I know how to do it in this game. Or I'm going to be extra mad. And I, yeah, I it's just a cop out, I feel like. It is. It really is. It's to try to bring them down. Well, I think what it really was was uh, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats trying to find a way to explain the MK Ultra programming that was making, <laughs> yeah. that was making children shoot up schools. They had to find an explanation for that. So yeah, I think yeah, that was maybe uh, what it was. Oh man, I wanted to switch gears to the question I was going to ask uh, Loveney, but he said he's got to be right back in the chat there. But we'll get back to him. We'll get back to him. So real quick, um, Brady, if if you could just walk us through. Well, I'm going to answer your first question, though. Well, my favorite quality is really quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Infinite Warfare. That's the best game. <laughs> Infinite People Warfare. sleep on that game. That was one of the best games ever. Why? The most competitive, like, one of the most balanced, like, really good maps, really good game modes, just, like, really fun, competitive. Now, for the pub kids, it probably wasn't as fun because they all didn't have what's called scuff controllers. Controllers with two buttons in the back so you could jump and, like, move at the same time. Mm-hmm. So those kids probably didn't have a fun time because it was a game with jetpacks. But anybody who played competitive knows that game was slept on and that game was actually like really 
really fun to play. You're right. I never, I, I never played any competitive in any Call of Duty besides a little bit of Modern Warfare 2. I, I did a little bit of game battles with these guys that needed to fill in. Aside of that, probably nothing else. But you're right. I, I didn't get a scuff control until last year. And so I'm sure you understand how hard it might have been. It's to literally impossible. I, I can't even play the I game can't. without it. And then it does take time to learn it too. Yeah, that's the number. Yeah, thing. but no, you're right. Because I now that I look back on it and think in my head, if I had that, it would have made a world of difference because I play Bumper Jumper Tactical on my games. So my I have Xbox. LB is my jump button. And I see what advantage it would have gave me to have a scuff controller at that time because it still takes away from your play style because I don't, I don't use my middle finger to use any of my back triggers. I like it to just be my index finger. You also want to shoot with LB because it's faster. Yes, yeah, and I never thought... Well, I don't know if this made a difference. I know the, the button... Actually, Xbox is, is weird. Xbox is weird. Those controllers, the way you hold them, I don't know if you... LB, LB probably is faster, but it might feel weird. I don't know if I would... Well, I, have, I just recently got the... Uh, the elite controller from xbox the series two and you're talking about it's faster because the button input timing right like how long yeah. it takes you to actually press the button to register yep. so there's an option on the back of these there's three different settings for your Is back it an elite controller? yeah it's an elite control yeah so the three settings it has trigger stops it has trigger stops yep Okay, so you shoot the R2 and the L2 fast, just a click. Is it a mouse click or is it a trigger stop? Like, does it feel like a mouse click or does it feel like um, blocking it? No, yeah, that that's exactly how that's how the stopper is. So when you have it on the highest setting, obviously your button presses in much further. Whereas if you have it on the best setting, it doesn't like not even a fourth of that amount of. Uh, yeah, does it feel like a mouse press. click? That's the new technology. They yeah, they went from yeah. trigger stops to mouse like mouse technology is supposed to feel like a mouse click yeah I, I, that's actually a good comparison i would compare it to that yeah because it's literally like the slightest little press and it stops so yeah definitely mouse click yeah i have that i have that also on my l2 and r2 on my controller but for some reason like i don't know i just i learned the l1 r1 way because you had to like you had to do everything in call of duty to gain a minor edge i mean i was playing with button settings like weird button settings just to like make sure i could punch the fastest like, like in one game, Black Ops 4, there's beating down was such a big part of that game. I switched my beat down button to R2, so I'd shoot with R1 and beat down with R2, so I could click it so fast. No, that makes sense, bro. That's that's the main thing in Call of Duty that will give you the advantage is the amount of time you have to be able to do things. Even if it's within milliseconds, people really sleep on how advantageous so fast. So yeah, that's what I'm faster saying. Than anybody except that. for yeah. the kids who play Claw, which is... Where they'd use their pointer finger. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. Click all the buttons. Instead of using like a scuff controller, the buttons in the back, you can use your pointer finger so you can still aim at the same time as you're jumping. Yeah, but I feel it, like it actually gives all these kids purple. Yeah, as I was gonna say, all these kids who've done it, I've noticed over the years, the people who have these hand problems, they all, I always ask, like, and I always think, like, do they play claw? And they always do, I swear to God. Yeah, it's bad. I've tried it before, bro, and I, I literally feel like, like, from my knuckle to the middle of my finger like it feels like something in there is gonna snap like just <laughs> just practice like not even play i've never played an actual game claw like i'll just sit here and like go in like a, a private lobby and i've tried it and i'm like yeah there's no way in hell i'm ever converting to this it's actually the most advantageous what's crazy i've learned like they're always they have this type of movement like i've always i can even almost tell kids play claw like the way they move and like the best players like a lot of them play claw like 
so many of them. They just have this like thing about them where it just makes them better. It, it, I know it's the best way to play. It's better. No, than yeah, you're stuff. right. And and also uh, like they have the best centering and they have the best aim. I swear those ball players. I don't know what it is, but I just the most advantageous. Like well, the, the the best advantage is just not your thumb not having to leave your aim. That's well, that's, well, that's I, a, I scuff, that. a scuff. I never have to. I never have to do that. I can just click the back buttons. But like, but I don't know what it is about like claw. Just the way they hold the controller or something, or the way they the way they angle their thumb. Okay, guys. So, uh, love needs back in the last fifteen minutes here. I would love to get a little bit of uh, information from him. Love Neat is Indian. And uh, now we're going to switch topics here. We're going to switch gears. We've now entered Adam's Race Science Laboratory. So everybody, welcome. Here we're going to talk about races and the science behind them. Um, <laughs> love me. Uh, love me. I've had this question on my mind for a little while because I've been noticing something, particularly on Instagram, on a lot of these social media platforms. I've been noticing that Indian guys are kind of up right now. Like a lot of chicks have been, wait, he's typing. Are you not oh. here yet? Are you not yeah, back? Yeah, okay. yeah I'm right here. Okay. I, I noticed a lot of chicks are going for Indian guys uh, in the past like two years or so. So my question to you is what has happened? Because I remember back in the day, and I used this example when we were off air, I have Canadian cousins, right? And they are much more likely to compliment or talk about how an Indian or an Asian guy is attractive. More, They're more likely to do that than, let's say, an American girl. Typically, you don't hear them say, oh, that Asian or that Indian guy is super hot. But recently, that's kind of changed. I would say that in the sexual hierarchy, Indian men have started to enter into the system. Now, I don't know if that's because of uh, let's say maybe Aziz Ansari or Hassan Minaj or whoever the fuck it is. But as an Indian, can you kind of explain what's been going on there? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I do want to say it's an honor to be on Adam's Ray Science Laboratory, first of all. Thank you, thank you. Second of all, right, there has been a lot of stigma around the Indian race. As you know, right, a lot of fobs do come to America and they make a bad name for us. <laughs> fobs meaning just to tell people i know what it means but yeah yeah fresh, yeah. fresh off the boat people that have a crazy thick accent they mm -hmm. don't understand social norms they don't really know how to socialize with people and just to communicate generally they're kind of very weird so me personally i stay away from them <laughs> but coming back to your question so as of recently right as you know there's a lot of Indian people that have gotten into some big positions, for example, they say like Nav being in the rap game, right? As we yeah. were talking previously, Nav, as you know, has started off with just producing and, you know, being around rappers all the time. He understands the culture. He lives the culture. All of a sudden, he just starts rapping and he blows up. So he has a lot of people that support him and obviously he's going to be a lot of Indian people because they would look up to him, right? Just using him still as an example, they would look up to him and people like him because they already fit into the culture that everybody else wants to fit into. Right. This can also go like similarly to how white people love hip hop, right? right. They right. 
similarly want to wear chains. They want to rock the same kind of swag, mm -hmm. right? And they want to talk the talk, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Indians also pretty much want to do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. But as Asians, we're a little bit more sheltered. We're a little bit more not outspoken as other people. So mm -hmm. we formalize our own little groups. We kind of start blowing up, you know, amongst each other. And then once we do get recognition from, let's say, like the other members of society, then that's when I guess you could say that a lot of people would now start saying like, oh, damn, that Indian guy looks, you know, kind of hot. Oh, damn. Like, how does he, you know, do this? And why wasn't he doing this before? Mm -hmm. So similarly to, right, a lot of Indians in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. There has been a lot of Indians now in America that have the same kind of style right so a little fade on the side hair yeah. on the top right they wear chains they wear rings they pretty much all look exactly the same if you put them next to each other right but now a lot of girls are picking up on that right right so my question i guess becomes how has the hip-hopification of the indian male affected the Indian female, do they, the hip hop Indian guys, do they go for Indian women or are they dressing like that to, you know, sort of peacock, if you will, to women of other races? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's uh, to each their own, right? Everybody mm -hmm. has their own preference. Everybody is influenced by social media and mm -hmm. influenced by how society thinks about them, mm -hmm. right? To an extent, it doesn't have to be like, you know, they're a hundred percent influenced but like everybody's low-key like influenced at least by one percent mm -hmm. mm -hmm. so one thing is that indian guys are gonna go for girls that one can vibe right mm -hmm. two that aren't gonna make them look bad and mm -hmm. three can get along with the fam because deep down in our roots we always love the fam and we gotta we're gonna make the fam proud no matter what Right. So that's still important. Even to the hip hop Indians, they still want to make the, the family proud. They still want to bring this, the, the girl or, or whoever they're trying to bring in and make them a part of the family is what you're saying. hundred percent. Okay. Okay. And has this transferred into India, the actual subcontinent? Like if you go there, do, are there like, is there like a new youth culture of hip hop Indians or is it just in the West? Uh, well, I can't speak on that just because I don't personally look for a lot of like Indian hip hop artists. I know that there are some and have blown up on Instagram, just like a lot of American Indian artists have started to blow up. Mm -hmm. But I can't personally speak on that. And I don't want to put any misinformation out there. Okay, okay. No, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Um, so w what exactly this is my last question? What exactly does this mean for the Indian, I guess, uh, ethos of, like you said, family, you know, wholesomeness, conservatism, you know, if you're taking on, like, for example, someone like Nav, if you're taking on the aesthetic and thereby the values of this hip hop culture, don't you think that that might start to change the desires of the men that are taking on these, uh, these attributes? Do you think that this could possibly cause a disruption in the, you know, generally very cohesive family unit of the Indian. Yes, yes, definitely. And this is a prime example about what's going on in Canada. There's a lot of Indian population out there mm -hmm. and there's a lot of gang wars out there. 
yeah. gang violence and whatnot. Yeah, and they're Indians. These are Indians and gangs. These are straight Indians just fighting each other for no good reason. Wow. And what, would you say this is in mainly Toronto area? Yeah, right around there for sure. Toronto, wow. Brampton, yeah. Wow, wow. So um, I, I would love to know more about this. Do you have any more information on that or like any anything about the gangs themselves? No, nah, I mean, I don't really look into all that stuff because I'm down here in America. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Love Neat. Um, that was a perfect little segment of Adam's uh, Race Science Laboratory. We're going to be getting a lot more uh, of that in the future. Dom, how are you doing, man? Bro, I'm I'm loving this shit right now, man. I'm <laughs> these guys are fucking awesome. I'm 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 loving all the topics we've covered. I'm, I, it's always good. Not that I don't appreciate or respect yours. It's always good in my eyes to get more than one opinion and mm-hmm. and hearsay on these topics. I feel like yeah. um that way. I, I feel like that was that was greatly covered, bro. I, I don't think we could have hit that any better than we did, really. I, I think so, too, man. I think so, too. So we're right up at 45 minutes, which is exactly where I like to stop. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about, I guess, next week is Halloween. So we've got to talk about something spooky, but we'll figure it out. Otherwise, oh, yeah. yeah, enjoy this episode, guys. <laughs>